Alright and welcome to the Potters Podcast. I'm Ian from Scholar Green and I'm joined by Mark from Stuttgart. Again. Oh is it? <laughs> but England have won the Cricket World Cup. That's uh, a fair achievement. I, I, I didn't even know till the other day. I didn't even know when the World Cup was on. Sometime in the week I think. We <laughs> love cricket. <laughs> bit, bit of spare time. Let's go on. Let's go for the Cricket World Cup. So not much after that really. Why was, how was your week there? Been alright. Apart from the dog managed to get in my house somehow and got in my bed. <laughs> He's <laughs> running hard outside. Next minute, he was on the bed upstairs. That sounds really hectic. That somebody wants to know, don't they? Oh, where is it? I'll rang the vets. Dog one, it's snapping at me. Get it? Tell me what's been going on this week. Some definites. Harry Sutter's left on loan. Got back to Fleetwood again, Antique yeah. did well there last season. Yeah, maybe he thinks he's not still not quite there. Like we said before, we have got a lot of people in. Certain positions, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I like Harry Sutter. I think he's going to be a good player. Tall, powerful. I think he'll be, he's, he's young at the moment. I think another loan spell is probably right. Yeah. As we've got Lindsay, we've got Bats, Shawcross, even Collins, uh, India. I think it, now with McLean playing at left wing back. It's it's added that extra centre half. Yeah, it's, it's so. moved Indy into a centre half position. I mean, what would you do with Indy? I don't know, because I mean, he, he talked about at the start of the season that he wanted playing the Premier League and nobody's looked at him what really I've not heard anything about any any destination he could go yeah so yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of these players who we spoke about before having this big opinion of themselves have gone I won't go and play in the top flight and then they've realised that actually nobody wants you because yeah. you've not been playing well enough to warrant a move to the top flight so yeah. a lot of them are probably sitting there and Nathan Jones has said right well if you want to move, then you, you're going to have to prove that you're worth a move yeah. for a start. So That's what I mean, like getting him out on loan or getting shifted, it's, it works out well. I mean, I'm hoping there's a few more of them get out on loan. Well, another one's gone, and Josh Timon. Where's he gone? He's gone to, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I can't even pronounce the club. Far, far Cow on season long loan. Follow Macau. Yeah. Someone will correct me online. No, let me, let me read that. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Macau. Follow Macau. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't be any more British. <laughs> Follow Macau. Yeah. Is it a loan? It's a loan deal, season long loan. We spoke about him last week, didn't we? The, the fact that he's not he going to get in the side anyway. He's, 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 I, I think he'd struggle at Vale, I'll be honest. I think I don't think he's good enough for a high level at all. I mean, where, where's where's Follow Macau? Well, from what I've read, is it's in Portugal. But what from what I've read, one of the coaches was one of there is one of the coaches that was at Hull when he was at Hull. Oh yeah, so there's so there's there. a connection there anyway. So that's um, a nice little break for him as well, isn't it? Well, I bet the missus loved that news, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, Playing the old Stoke or the third tier of Portuguese football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good go, I think. I mean, I'm still still a bit worried that only one of the eight's gone. I've heard bad things about Kevin Vimmer this week as well. He's at a certain club, I think. Yeah, Colm. Yeah. Colm in Germany, yeah. yeah. And Colm, they're looking to sign somebody to replace him already, which is not a good sign. <laughs> well, is he, has he gone there officially now? Is he, is he signed for them? I, I haven't seen anything reported. All I saw was someone had wrote on, online, they were already thinking of bringing somebody in. I feel I get the feeling we're never going to get rid of him. So I yeah, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. No, yeah. he's, he's not officially joined Colm. He's yeah. just training there, so it looks like if they're really looking at a different player, they've seen how fat and useless he is. Let's yeah. be honest. Uh, but we have been linked to a midfielder this week. Yeah, his name is Chipsaw. We've got some right funny names this week, haven't we? Chipsaw, yeah. Raman Chipsaw, Ghanaian. See, I've had a look through his stats, 
and it's not great reading. It's a funny one because he's like a franchise. Um, he was bought as like a, a, a registration rights with another player. Like the Tevez and Mascarano. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. With Francesco Ancora before immediately being loaned out. Grey area, isn't it, abroad with yeah, the way you deal with some of these young lads. It's normally South, South America that, that happens where you yeah. get players who are franchises and you loan them here put them there loan them here they just they want to get a percentage of the wage yeah it's it's a dodgy grey area for me if I were the club I'd, I'd stay away from him to be honest with you I mean how many clubs has he played for for his age it's he's, a bit strange he's, he's had a lot I mean he's, he's with Frozen why are you finding these great names? Friasenzi, Ntn, yeah. Italy, somewhere like for Beckham United, Sassuolo. Beckham United? Juventus. Beckham United? Yeah, Beckham or something. Beckham United. Oh, but yeah, Beckham. <laughs> Beckham's, Beckham's United. It does look like Beckham's to me. Avoiding a cough. Palmer, he was at Palmer, didn't make an appearance. Oh, so he's... he's Floating around Italy, yeah, mainly, isn't it? It seems to me like, I mean, he went to Sassuolo on loan. He made 28 appearances, so then they signed him. Played another season for him, then they sent him back out on loan. He went on another loan spell, then he signed for Benevento. Then they sent him out on loan, then he joined Frozen Own again. He's been there three times. He's made one inter one international appearance um, at under 20, one at under 23, and two in the national team. He's not really doing anything for me, to be honest. Here, there and everywhere. He's 26. Really. He's 26. He's, he isn't going to change any, I'm, I'm not going to leave. I'd leave that, to be yeah. honest. I, I think Jordan Cousins is, could fit that bill better. Is that just paper talk, though? I think that's just Probably paper talk. He looks the complete opposite to what we'd buy anyway. You just look, I've, watched, I've watched a couple of videos this week on him, and you just think... He is no better than what we've already got. Yeah, that's all. Which is what our problem's been over the last couple of win windows, anyway. Yeah, buying players that aren't good enough and in, in different areas. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that one. Like I say, I think it could be some uh, just a bit of useless knowledge out there. Yeah, he's probably just trying to get it. He's probably his agent trying to get him another move again. It happens yeah. all the time. Right, is that it for transfer news? Or is it, I don't uh, think there's anything else, mate. No. Um, oh, apart from uh, Nathan Jones came out didn't he, this week and said. There is going to be two players signing, but they're, going to, be they're going to be difficult to get over the line. So, Finner's guessing, isn't he? So, I'm wondering these names, ones that are going to be difficult because the players that clubs don't want to lose. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, room, heavy rumours have come out again that one of them's like Gale. See, I don't think it is now. I know a couple of weeks ago I said that I'd have Gale, but I just think the amount of players that have left at Newcastle, they need a striker. They don't actually possess a striker now Gale who fits that bill unless he's thinking of bringing a striker in but I can't see Gale leaving Newcastle now not at the moment no not as Perez mean, gone and Rondon Rondon's gone, gone. They use, yeah Perez has gone Perez, where yeah. where's Perez gone I didn't even know he was leaving was he going to go Villa is it Villa he's gone or has West he actually Ham? moved in the Prem I think he has moved yeah. in the Prem yeah did. Yeah, it's, um, it's a strange one for me people are getting tired of the unrest up there aren't they Leicester he's gone Leicester Leicester have had him that's a big move, isn't it? It's a big move for him, yeah. Big yeah. move. You think he's ready for that sort of move? A top-end Premier League club now, aren't they, Leicester? It's a good team. manager, yeah. You've got a good manager now. They're up in the top end. That's who I wanted when uh, Mark Hughes was drifting down. I wanted Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Well, they spent money, though, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah, so, I mean, Newcastle, like, I, I can't see him letting him go at this present time. No, I can't. Um, Not when you've got no recognised striker. I just don't see... 
especially when the season's so close, I don't think it's Gale. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think one's Gale. I know there's loads of Stoke fans hoping, just because of his record, but I don't think, I can't no, see anything in Stoke. The holding midfielder one, I think, is where the money's going to be spent. Because I think, I think in the nowadays game, and especially the system Jones plays, a holding midfielder is very is vital to that yeah. to the way that plays. So they could, I think there could be a seven eight million pound signing coming in for that. It, it's right. <sighs> Normally, there's a rumor, isn't they, drifting around saying, "Well, it could be a." There's nothing. Well, that's what I mean. But that was like Etebo last season, don't you? Where he just came out of nowhere, literally within three days. Etebo signed, done, bang. Yeah. So uh, he could be in order there, but I just hope he isn't this new lad that we've been on about. What's but his I've, name? I've looked at um, Chipsaw on online, and a lot of his plays getting forward, not backwards. Scoring goals. It, it, he's an attacking midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. Well, he's, he's rec- he is classed as a, as a central defensive midfielder. Well, from what I've seen, he likes getting too far forward, though. <laughs> well, well, that's what Etebo was brought in for, is a, a holding, creative holding midfielder, but that's not his role either. No. Not in the Premier League, because that's the biggest problem sometimes with managers. They, they, they look at a player abroad and think, oh, he's a good holding midfielder, but when it comes to the Premier League, well, the English football, where it's more fast-tempoed, it's... It's more, more physical, more, physical, more yeah. controlled. They crumble, and they have to. They have to either adapt to a different position or they fail. Yeah. So for me, it's, I think the holding midfield's where Stoke, one of those signs. Because he said, Auntie, that he's looking at a striker and he's looking at holding midfielder. I mean, I, personally, I, I don't want another striker come in to leave. But a phobie's sent out on loan. Phobie's rare in there, isn't he? He's done another interview this week. He's chomping at the bit. Get out there. Well, I mean, personally, I don't think we need a striker. I've said this before. I think we need a left back and we need a holding midfielder. I don't think we need a striker, but we need cover for Powell as well. If he brings a striker in, one's got to leave. There's well, no two ways about it. Well, Duke's still leave. technically at the club, and so is Berrinho. Saying that, speaking of Berrinho, he was spotted in Zoltz Varajan in Belgium. In Brussels, yeah. That's a strange one for me, that. That's how far he's fallen, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm not really talking about where he's gone. I just think, why is anyone even looking at him? Hopefully for us, it just helps us so we can get bloody shots of him. Yeah, well, they're only going at anyone. I don't think anyone would buy him for cash. Oh yeah, it'll be a free transfer. We're just trying to desperately get him a wage bill. He'd be alone. I hope it's not alone. I want to see him gone. I do. I'm, I'm sick of the loan spells. I know. I know. I know. A few of them are going to be loans. I think Embiid will be another loan. Vim will definitely be a loan. Yeah. And Die, I think that's near enough done. Isn't he back to yeah. Galatasaray. Yeah. He loves Turkey. Even though he said he hates Turkey when yeah. he comes Stoke, yeah. It's a shame with him die because he he likes him. So that's it really for transfer news. Yeah, it's been a quiet one mate, hasn't it really this week as as far as, I mean, obviously with so much happening the other week and having so many in one hit, it's given us less talk about really, hasn't it, on the transfer front. If he's saying that there's two more to come, after that, that's it then, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what we've got. And if anything else, it'll be departures, won't it? Yeah, that's mainly it. Pretty drab now. I'm getting ready for the football side of things now. Well, speaking of football sides, that's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to talk about the friendly on Wednesday night against Wrexham. You can't really argue. I mean, I've seen some people writing on going, well, again, it's only Wrexham. Like they did with Lick. Yeah, the, uh... it doesn't matter. It's about getting fit, and if they're winning, they were scoring goals, that's all that matters. And they'll have to get him fit, and I think he had two different 11s out, didn't he, on Wednesday? Yeah. Um, each he, off, so... He ch- he's, he's changing the system. I think he's looking at playing two systems. 
if it doesn't quite work, you can change things around and you yeah. get a result, which is how good managers work anyway. Yeah. You don't just stick to one system because... No, because you've got no plan B. Because, like because if a team handles that well, you're knackered. Yeah. I mean, keeps raving about James McLean in this left wing-back role. Well, I, I, like I said before, though, do we need to start giving him the benefit of the doubt? that Not James McLean, just the philosophy that Nathan Jones is bringing in. Some of the players you're looking at them on paper and going, mm, I don't know. But maybe, start of the season, you're going to go, it's like a different squad. Whatever he's done over the summer has changed it. Because you see it all the time, don't you? Managers coming in January, nothing really changes. And then the following season, you never know. I mean, I have grown in confidence over the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, we beat them 3-1 on Wednesday night. Good performance from what I'm saying. If we change the system round, we look very calm. And he says there was real improvements in the way they're playing the way because at the moment he's looking more in how we're playing rather than you know rather than just getting good performance here just what he said we're on the front foot all the time I, th- I don't think he was at two plays with the first half was he Nathan and then um, he said there was a bit more intensity second half Vokes keeps banging in the goals doesn't he as well he, he's had a great pre-season to be fair Sam Vokes is on, on fire there really isn't he? yeah if, if he is as a striker as long as you're scoring goals, that's all that matters, isn't it? Doesn't matter who the opposition is. As long as you're still doing it, come start the season, your confidence is there. If you go through pre-season, have six games and score none, you know what I mean, against weak opposition. Yeah. Then you're going to start scratching your head, aren't you, at the start of the season? Well, another thing that's came out of that game is how impressive all the youngsters looked. Dunwoody, Verlinden. Verlinden was frightening against Wrexham. To be fair, he's looking brilliant. He is. Yeah. He is looking. He's looking the real deal. Left side. Right side, I don't think it matters. I, I just think he's. I mean, he was playing it right back a couple of times last season. From what I saw in the Wrexham game, I've been playing him in an attacking role. Yeah, but I think, to be honest, with the way he's playing him and using him, I, I think he's going to be our winger next season. I do often, because if you look at the first system, he's playing four at the back, four in midfield, and two up front. Yeah. First off, it was Gregory and Campbell. I mean, Campbell, Campbell took his chance well yeah. as well. Really good composed finish we don't need Gale and I'll tell you why we don't need Gale because we've got Tyrese Campbell well, it doesn't look like Tyrese is going anywhere yeah I, I think we've got Campbell now I don't I see him starting good. I do I think he's got I the don't. goals in him I do I, I don't know Nathan Jones said he's still lacking a little bit well he's young isn't he he's, yeah, young, um, he's only going to improve with every game he gets yeah I think he's I think I still think he'd be sub I think he'll play, he will play, but I still think he'll be so. Has anybody heard anything about Lee Gregory? I didn't really well, shine I mean, much light over his performance. So. Well, he, he got 45 minutes again. And to be fair, he, he was right in the thick of it for most of, the, for most of that 45 yeah. minutes. And he did, he did get the cutbacks for Campbell's goal. I think he's, like at the moment, Indy disappointed at left-back. I think he was the weak, the weak side of the thing. He's never a left-back, I'm afraid to say. No. He, he's never a left-back. No, I mean, Ward played it right back and was quite composed, apparently. He was, he, 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 for a person who's been injured for a year near enough and his age, it's a solid performance. So, you know, you, you can only go through that. Good performance. Sorensen played well, you know, played, operated left of the diamond in the second half. And See, I'm just looking forward to Tranmere now because the thing is, in previous seasons, a lot of the time, the squad hasn't changed. So you could sit here and talk about the squad. You know it's inside out. Whereas this time, everybody's going into it very... It's unknown territory for us. Oh, yeah. To sign, to sign the players we've signed and change everything round. I'm really looking forward to Tranmere to just have a look at the team and have a look at some of the new I, I really want to see Cousins. 
just I think he's got apparently on uh, against Wrexham he was just patrolling in front of the defence yeah. and he was just picking everything because he's got the pace yeah, to energy. race up and get the ball yeah. and he almost scored wow. he almost took a chance as well so yeah. I think if he if he performs the way that no, to be honest so even us ourselves we're a bit du- dubious of Cousins at the start at the start of the I think podcast I'm a bit dubious about the whole squad if I'm being honest I just think because a lot of it it's unknown you can't sit here and go well can you remember Cousins no have you ever seen Liam Lindsay play in, in real life? No. No. You, you, you don't ever focus too much on other players when they don't play for you. Don't get me wrong when like we were in the Premier League, it's different. You're seeing some of the top top players in the world, but in Championship, you don't. Well, that's what I mean, we aren't used to it all. No. That's, that's the thing, we aren't used to it. It's like Powell. The reason most people know Powell is because he played for the scum on the road, didn't he? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's Really, it's not because yeah. he was at Wigan. Yeah. You're like, oh, we played for them, didn't see, but didn't make it. Yeah, that's the thing with him. Yeah, like I say, I think there's probably a lot, a lot of Stokers out there who cannot wait to go and see the first game, whether it be pre season or the first league game. Unknown territory, isn't it, with some of the lads? So um, I think you'll see a different Stoke City this year. So nobody's been speaking about Skulls and Cartwrights at this time, have they? No, well, I think people are starting to uh, turn the corner a little bit, aren't they, with um, the way Nathan Jones is doing things, but it's sort of been forgotten about now, hasn't it? Well, I mean, Nathan Jones has come out, hasn't he? he came out the other week and talked about his, uh, how, he, how they buy players, and he, he said that there's, you buy a player and there's a list of players that go down and who's too much, who's too not good enough, who's got the right qualities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, what they can afford as a club. And there you go. So we were right, it is Skulls' fault. I think it's so. You're damned if you say anything, damned if you don't, I think, with the some fans. I, I, I just think, yeah, I know there's been unrest and everything else, but when Skulls come out when we got relegated and said, we've made mistakes, well, yeah, we know that, but people didn't like that either. But people didn't like it when we didn't say how the transfer structure was. So somewhere along the line... I'm not trying to stick up for Skulls and Cartwright, but at the same time, I do think the honesty thing will go a long way in the in the long run. I mean, as long as he says indoors, I mean, this so far this summer, I think they've been a lot more open, Stoke. They've actually been discussing what they think, and you put more videos out there, and they, they are making an effort, to be fair. So I can't, I can't knock them, because before, the social media side of Stoke was terrible. Yeah. I mean, if you lived in Australia, you get two videos a year, if you're lucky. Yeah. So it has improved in that in that shape. I, st- I still don't think that. I think I think this is Cartwright's level. To be honest, I think this is his level. Yeah. I think where where we were four years ago when we were getting in ninth position, it was become out of his depth when he was getting players from because Cartwright was good at the Batsy dog zone system where they were going out and getting a player that had lost his way at West Ham or yeah. Tottenham or Sunderland putting him in the squad and turning him round because Pulis could get, get them motivated. <laughs> Stoke then decided to move that structure abroad where they got players like Mbule, players like Bojan, players like Arnautovic, Peters, players that had lost the way at the clubs they were at. It didn't work and it didn't work at all. See, I read a quote online about 2014 saying that the way we did transfers when Pulis was at the club was crap and they were his exact words skulls and you're thinking well it wasn't that crap crap, was it because (laughs) we got promoted and stayed in the division so got an FA Cup and got in Europe did well in Europe yeah to an FA Cup final and into Europe so I think that's a little bit what's it but like we've said before I don't think he ever liked Pulis he didn't he he was well known that they clashed skulls and and Pulis because from what it was 
before when Skulls first came in, he, he had the chief executive role, but he had John Rudge in there as director of football, and then Tony Pulis as manager. Pulis would go to do his job right, he'd go to Skulls and say, I want this player, this, that, and the other. Skulls said he couldn't afford, so they just then got one office into the next one, which is John Rudge's, <laughs> and say, I want this player, what can you do? And John Rudge would go up to be a coach, and he'd bypass Tony Skulls. Yeah. So it made him feel about that, thing, <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. So, Your job is nothing. <laughs> so... I mean, Skull's first thing you want to do is get rid of uh, John Rudge, which he did. He then, obviously, probably put had a lot to do with Pulis leaving as well. But he loved Mark Hughes. You can see that clearly. Skull's loved Mark Hughes because it was an easy relationship. Yeah. I, I get the feeling a little bit from um, when things were going well in the prime. Tony Skull's and um, Cartwright were very... What can I say? They got, you, you know when some, sometimes some people get a little bit too cocky and a bit overconfident with it yeah. because they got so far with Stoke I think Pulis knew that mid-table was all level really in the Premier League and that was that and that is true you look at the money above now and it's scary the amount oh, yeah. of money that's been thrown around so mid-table for us was about where we should be oh at the time yeah Yeah. at the time yeah. and I just think sometimes people can get a little bit cocky can't they when, when they go well, that's gone ten times better than I ever imagined. Oh yeah, we were good. We competed well in the Premier yeah. League. When we can do anything. We can buy anyone, and they'll walk through the door and they'll play great for Stoke. The reality is that doesn't always happen because that happens at top clubs where they buy players and it doesn't work. Look at United. How many players have they bought over the last three years and it's not worked? Got to remember that purely set a structure and it worked. This is why I'm getting quite confident with Nathan Jones because. He's got a structure of how he wants to do things and he won't sway away from it. And that's why my confidence has gone up over the last couple of weeks, I think. So. Yeah, you, you could see that. I mean, the thing is with Skulls and Cartwright, which, which always annoyed me, is that I just I, I think that eventually we hit that point where we needed to get quality players in and we spent no money. No. And, it, and the, the thing is, when you look at it, like we're past 100 million now in, yeah. this, in the summer windows. You know, Fulham spent over 100 million, Wolves spent over 100 million well over 100 million and then you're, you're looking at it and going well Stoke then never went past 20 million so it was, it was inevitable that we were going to come down because we, we're never spending enough money you're like buying one big player and trying to get loads of cheap deals like Hosselin yeah. 5 million pounds oh he'll he do dreadful, he, he, will, he will do he's, he's, he, but you look at his record he never scored over 10 goals in his career so why is Stoke bringing him to the hardest yeah. league in the, in the world I wouldn't bring him to the championship I wouldn't know that's why Newcastle struggling to get rid well somehow we got 5 million back for him I don't know how he's rubbish, he's rubbish. It was a good deal, <laughs> yeah. To get rid, to get, get rid of him for him, yeah. Well, we bought him for five, but to get get rid of him for five was good business. Sent a couple of packs of oatcakes up to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, you look at like things like show promoting because they spent all the budget on Kevin Vimmer. You know, it, 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 eventually, like this is what I'm trying to say to people, like fans, keep doing. We need to get back in the prem. We need to get back in the prem. I don't think I can't see us ever competing in the Premier League again. Because now the money's gone astronomical. You need to be a multi-billionaire to if be a If we stayed in when we did, you're all right now, I think. I think with the new TV money and stuff like that that's changed over the last couple of years, we'd have been all right, I think, now. Unless you come in and spend big money when you come in, you can straight back down. But I don't think they would. I'm thinking of our owners. and if Let's be honest, if we got to the Premier League, can you see our owners spending £180 million on a new squad? No. No. Nowhere yeah. in a million years, they won't. No. So it's like, it's like, well, this is where it comes into it. People have a go at me because I'm saying, well, is it time for the coach? Because I'll say, is, is, 
is the coach family the right fit anymore? And people say to me, well, well, his loyalty and this kind of stuff. And yeah, he's done a good job at what he's done. But because of lack of investment, we got relegated. Well, he came in when we were struggling with the Icelandic yeah. owners and he came back because he said he needed to give the city a lift because at the time there was nothing to shout about and it was, it was pretty appalling, really. And he came in and yeah, fair enough. He has done a good job since he's come back. But what worries me is... His kids aren't interested in it. And Peter isn't any really younger. Well, John is. John's interested. You think? Yeah, Denise isn't. Well, John's running it now, isn't he? Technically. Yeah. Well, she had a big cut of the pay, the profits, didn't she? Well, the thing is with Denise, she owns the, she owns, she's the runner of Bet365. She's, yeah. the, she's the brains for the coach family. And she hasn't got any interest. She she could take us to the next level because she's just another, another level, Richie. Yeah. You've got to think about it. If we got promoted and, and coach and we wanted to, you're, you're talking 300 million. And if coach spent that kind of money, he'd only have 800 left. But it's, like, it's a 300 million thing over a sort of a five year period, isn't it? You, you go 300 million and go, if we spend 300 million, we'll get the Europa. You'd be going, that's a lot of money that is <laughs> just for going to the Europa League it is, it is. Yeah. that's what I mean it is though now especially well, in the you Premier League you could spend League. it all in one season couldn't you well no you'd, you'd, have, to, you'd have to do it like Everton where you're doing it over three years get nowhere and then going dead Gilfie Sigurdsson 50 million or whatever it was <laughs> yeah that's what I mean so you, you've got to look at it in a way if we get promoted I th- to be honest I think I think the championships are level to be honest with our owners I, I really do Yeah. because I don't think they put the relevant money in to make us competitive in the Premier League. And there's no point us going in the Premier League to be the whipping boys because we won't spend the right money. There's no point. I don't, I don't want to see Stoke get promoted again. Go in there, Struggle. spend £30 million on average players, come straight back down with a FUD, and then happens again every two, three years. I don't yeah, want that. You don't want to become like West Brom and be a yo club, do you? No. That's the thing, you don't. But at the end of the day, you can't deny that if you asked any Stoke fan, if at the end of the season we're celebrating promotion, you'd be happy. You would. You can't yeah. sit there and go, well, I'm not happy, I wish we'd finished 14th. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you will, because when you watch winning football, you'll always be happy. Yeah. And of course, I want promotion, I do want promotion, but I just can't see where, if they're going to spend the right amount of money. Does, I mean, Nathan Jones has spent very little, hasn't he, really? Uh, in, in, seven and a half, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, I bet, I bet, I bet the Coates family love him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah Terry Skulls will love you yeah his bonus won't get touched no but like I say it's, uh, I, I think it, it's coming down to that conclusion now there, there is smart ways of going round it like buying players there is smart ways of doing it where you're looking at youngsters here and players in Scotland like Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth second at top assist maker last season in the Premier League he bought him for t- just under £3 million well this is the thing is um, is Nathan Jones in that same sort of bracket as who's the manager at Bournemouth Eddie Alba Eddie Alba yeah um, if you look at a lot of the players he's had over the last couple of years at Bournemouth you look at them and go don't get me wrong he signed the odd one even there and you think yeah he's a decent footballer but then some of them thinking, where have you plucked him from obscurity? Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> and they do really well. Yeah, like Ray, Ryan Fraser, what a player yeah. he is. He play, can play left, play right, play in the middle. He can even play up front. Yeah. So it's, 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 what a useful player. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he's had a few big hitters that come in for big money, aren't he? Nathan Ake, yeah, Jordan Nyland, they bought Bergevich in. They're sort of names, aren't they, at the end of the day? But some of the others, I mean... Um, Remember when they had Stanislas? It oh, was yeah, at West Ham. He was dreadful. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's invincible. He's but... brilliant. But he's dead reliable. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like their Walters, isn't he, Junior Stanislas? I mean, but he's got a structure. Yeah. And this is what I want for Stoke because I've 
that structure of we don't sit here and go why has he bought him from Yeovil but because he's seen something in him yeah. and it'll work into a system that's the way we play and that's that and, and I just found over the last couple of years it's like we had, we, we had lost his identity Crouchy was right our identity gone we changed formation week in week out we changed who was on the pitch every week no one knew what was going on they were just scratching your head all the time he is slowly making me really confident about um, the next couple of years I, I do genuinely think this is a plan not not for, it's not a one season plan it's a four or five year plan <coughs> well I think you have to put system in place I mean when you look at our Bournemouth by players but this is the thing that annoys me. When you look at teams out there and they like they find they, they find the next player like when Basil found and brought through Mo Salah in, you know, other other clubs like Bournemouth for example, finding Ben uh, Dave Brooks at Sheffield United and bringing him through. Yeah. When are Stoke ever gonna do that? They've done, nice once, they've done it once, haven't they, with Jack Butland. Never done it since. Butland already had a bit of a reputation anyway. Yeah, but he was in the lower league once and yeah. they moved him up and Is it Birmingham? He was at Birmingham once. Yeah. It's, it's, for me, this is where Cartwright falls down and why I don't know why he's still at the club. But it's clearly he's out of his depth when it comes to bringing good, good quality. The fact is that I can understand why he keeps his job because he can find bargains. But we can't keep doing this. We can't keep being this club that's getting bargains all the time because we won't pay the going rate for a talented young lad. But don't you think as well, though, it's all right finding these players... But at the same time, it's like Dave Brooks at Sheffield United. United weren't pulling up any trees at the time. They were doing nothing. Yeah. But did the fans get on the back? No, because we were going, well, Brooks is giving us a chance week in, week out. If that happens at Stoke, like we, we've been talking about Timo Verlinden going, he looks a, a right player, and in a couple of years, it could be top quality. If if if, what's it, if he makes two, three mistakes down, Stoke will get murdered. Yeah. Right. And this is what I'm saying about having the morale change at Stoke. We need to start getting behind the lads, even if they make a mistake, go, right, lads, go again, let's go again. Let's, I think, let's start again. It, it, it's just like, boo, you lost the ball, that's where in throwing chips and whatever they want. It's, it's a nightmare. The, th- the thing is, I've always said about about Stoke fans, is they don't, a lot of the time, not really go, but a lot of the time, they, they don't understand what the true problem is. They just blame the manager. Don't you think that might have something to do with some of the fair weather ones, though? Because when you talk to proper Stokies, a lot of them will still sit here like we do. Let's do this. Let's deconstruct they, they what's wrong, what's right. You see a lot of lads by us, don't you? And you just think, when's the last time you ever come a Stoke game? Well, it's, it's it, like... Because you haven't got a clue. Or when's the last time you watched a football match, for that matter? Yeah. Because some of them, are, I don't know. I mean, that's one reason why I'm not a big fan of cup games. Because you get all sorts turning up. Yeah. Um, and they haven't really got anything constructive and, and I just think before we went in the Prem we were very much about getting behind the lads all the time no yeah. matter what win, lose or draw and now there's this like we go a goal down there's this hatred all of a sudden well it, it's, it's because we had three, three years of absolute absolute garbage and you had your owner coming out going what's all the fuss about that did not help matters no matter what anyone says <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just no, no common sense. Yeah. That's a complete disconnect between him and the fans. A complete disconnect. Yeah. It's it's a silly thing to say. You, we're getting battered week in, week out. We've been doing it for over a year. And he comes out and goes, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Well, if someone kicks you in the face, they might as well have spat at you. That's how bad it was after. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how low of a grade. Comment we're that all was. we're all desperate to see Mark Hughes go so we can try and stay up because he'd lost, he'd ran out of ideas. His plans weren't working. We were plummeting like a stone, and he comes out and makes that kind of statement. Yeah, and then not only that, they sack him and bring in a manager that hasn't worked for six, hasn't worked for eight, nine months, ten months, whatever it was, and yeah. Paul Lambert who failed at Billy, failed in the Championship, never mind the Premier League with somebody else, can't think who he was, but everybody still blames the manager. The fans still blame the manager. Don't you think that the Premier, in the Premier League it's win at all costs, a little bit? A lot of the fans I spoke to about who we should appoint before Lambert were all saying Allardyce. And people were going, no, you can't, we can't have Allardyce. And then Allardyce had turned around to the board and said, when they interviewed him, I'd only keep two players, I'd sell along. And they didn't like it. Yeah, but the difference is, is if Aldars had come in, we'd have stayed up. Because, yeah, it's not great football. Probably wouldn't have enjoyed going on a Saturday. But you can guarantee, in the, in the short term, you'd have stayed in that division. Yeah, it was Everton then, though, wasn't it? Nobody got sacked. He was sacked at the end of the season. Really? Yeah, yeah, was, was that in. the season before we were talking yeah, about Aldars? Yeah, that was when he was... Yeah, where was he now? Can't remember. But doesn't that just bring it back to what's it, though, again? About... Um, that's our level hard to beat hard to break if you're at the top level yeah that's what we were we started trying bringing these flamboyant footballers and we couldn't cope with it like what it wasn't much so much like the flamboyancy of the players it was the consistency of the players that was a big problem like it, like there's, there's loads of young fans out there going Shakiri's the best player in the last 30 years of the Stoke shit and I'm like no what, what are you no talking chance. about it was dreadful at times I mean <sighs> Don't get me wrong, when Arnie first came, the one thing I loved about him for a foreign player was, I remember at Tottenham losing the ball once at White Hart Lane, and he run 70 yards and won it back, and then run back. And you're thinking normally from an attacking foreign player, you don't get that effort of going, right, I made the mistake, yeah. I'm going to run 70 yards, get it back, and then come and then bring it back again. And, he, and that work rate... This is the thing people moan about Arnie. The reason everybody loved him is because of his work rate. Oh, his work rate was he, he, he never stopped. Yeah, he was always yeah. he had pace. He moved well. He was a good player. But he's still a snake. But he's, he was a good, <laughs> he was a good player. The rest of them, though, it's, it's when you go into the transfer systems, and I just can't. I, there's got to be a there's a fine line, a fine line between knowing what you need by and getting it. And I think at times Cartwright and Scholes have let themselves down in this situation because they just they just go for whatever's cheapest rather than what we need. The thing is, there's some areas that are minor, but because they were one after another, oh, yeah, then they started becoming uh, well, it's major now. Well, I mean, you look, you look at all the four years of Mark Hughes' transfer system, the only successes were the free ones or the cheap ones like Peter and Wingy and Stephen yeah. Ireland and whoever else. And Ireland was not exactly... He was never consistent, but... He had, a good, he had one season. He had one, he was a good half season, a season, yeah. and he was all right. So, but after that, he became injury-prone again. But like I say, too, it's, when he started spending big money on players and, and he couldn't fit them in a system or he didn't know how to turn their confidence around, that's because it's a manager that doesn't know what he's doing. Because he's a manager and Pulis was a coach. That's the thing. He's a coach. He's a... Is somebody who could you look at the players who came in under Pulis, who the career was done. It was done and dusted. And oh, yeah. he was arm round the shoulder, he'd work with them, and he was one to one with the players. And Hughes, how many Stoke fans can say they like Hughes before he came Stoke? I hated him. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hated him. Especially what happened at when we played Fulham 
He didn't shake Pulis's hand yeah. for no reason, really. There was nothing. Yeah. He, he was he was an horrible, horrible man. I mean, a lot I know where rendered his house for him, and he was he's a Stoke fan, season ticket holder, and all he asked him for was a photo at the end of the job, and he said you'll have you'll have to pay for it. You'll have to pay for the photo with me if you want one. So a fellow Stokey, and he's just rendered your house for you, and he wanted you to pay for the photograph. That's what sort of man Mark Hughes was, and you just sort of think I, I don't know. I I was never overly keen on him from the beginning, um, and I was proved right in the end. So and that shocked me that one. That really did shock me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like some somebody in the street asking for a photo. Uh, He's just done your house up for you. <laughs> just I'll, just have I'll a photo outside. Yeah, I bet he didn't even offer him a brew while he was there. I would there. have taken it anyway. <laughs> for scaffolding. <laughs> Usey, this one's for free. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. It's, 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 yeah, it's a bad attitude, mate, for me, that. You, at the end of the day, if it weren't for the fans, there wouldn't be any clubs. Oh, no, yeah. The, so, the, the, the fans are the most important thing, and Stoke did disconnect themselves from that, which goes down which goes down to just silliness, really, just or real and not understanding about fans operating like things. You're never going to please every fan, I get that, but the core, the core group, the lads who are home and away week in, week out, They'll 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 stick by you. There's no doubt in that. But yeah. the, the, like I say, it, it, the thing is, if I was a chief exec and I sold Robert Hooth, and then when he left, he won the Premier League, I'd be sitting crying at my desk yeah. to think, why on earth did we let him go? Yeah. I know, granted, it's not a one-man the, team. Philip Wilshire. Yeah, exactly. It's like having a. Do you still haven't got a club? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I still haven't got a club. He's one of the worst defenders I've seen now, so absolute garbage but I mean you're looking at it now so so Mark Hughes took over in, in four seasons while he was the manager of Stoke we spent I think it was two or three and a half million pounds on his defence everybody else was free transfers or loans and we wonder why we went down for poor defence but what, what frustrates me is is when you see on on TV the fact that they'll say fans don't know nothing as much as uh, professional footballers or managers about the scouting network uh, when you're recruiting about certain footballs or something like that. How come, if there's 30,000 fans down Stoke watching Philip Walshard, are they sitting there going, if I was a scout, I wouldn't even pet him. What did he do when they, when they went and scouted him? He's got an art trick. No, the, the, He's dreadful, though. The thing is, he, he, he was good at one point, but then he got injured. I never I never thought he was good. I never, ever saw anything. When, like he, no, when he was in the Bundesliga, when he played in Germany, he was good at one point, but then he got an injury. Stoke had him. He's not the player again. He was, he's well, got money about four games a season in the Bundesliga, haven't you? <laughs> Bayern and Bo- Dortmund. That's it. The rest is to just you do a rating. Well, Dortmund is struggling, huh? I don't know. It's just I just think sometimes you look at someone and thinking, what did you see in him? Yeah. What What did you see in him when you went watching? Because some players, you think, yeah, you can see why. You look at you look at his current squad for Linden. Whoever went watch for Linden first time, you go play with both feet. Yeah, you can. He's quick. He can play at the back. He's got a great movement on the ball. Lacking a bit in strength, but yeah, we could work on that. When he watched Wolshard, he had two left feet. Yeah, he was, was like, what? What did you watch it go? It looked like a seventies yeah, like thingy dancing, didn't he? Like, so you stand, you stand Wolshard one side, and then you've got Hoof the other side, who'd bite your nose off and headbutt you. Yeah. He'd jump for the ball and go straight through you. Or Wolshard, who... <laughs> 
Let, let's face it, if someone jumps too close to him, he jumps out of the way. <laughs> I, I, like I say, I'm not a scout, I'm not a professional scout, but I can see when someone's a decent footballer, and he certainly wasn't one of them. Yeah, he wasn't. Should we go on a more uh, positive note now? Now it's time for another exciting supplement that is the Hall of Fame and Shame. Right. So who's fame this week? Um, I'm going to start with William Lawrence. Oh, what a beautiful man. What a beautiful man. I think there was a, a good 10,000 fans who were ladies. When <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, to be honest, I, I've never, there was a massive influx of women when Liam Lawrence sat. There. <laughs> there was someone sitting next to it. Well, I love Liam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a good player, Liam. And it's, <laughs> he's, just, he's just got sent off. Oh, he's lovely now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially after that video. Well... <laughs> But yeah, what a player he was when he comes to Stoke. I mean, he came to Stoke from Sunderland anyway, he's having a bit of a bad time. Uh, right-sided mainly, number seven at Stoke. Great corner kicks. Good yeah, really, yeah. Got a great right foot on him, yeah. He was yeah. he was very consistent as well. Yeah. And for me, the reason we got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, I can agree with that. And one of the reasons we stayed in the Prem first season. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the goal at all is like... Well, he's been injured all season, Anthony just yeah. comes out and goes, whack. Have that, have that 40 yards. Wallop. Straight <laughs> yeah. in the top corner, have that. Yeah. Pick that out. And now on uh, Radio Stoke every week as well for us. Yeah. So He's, he's a ledge, I think. Yeah, he's I think he's, a, he's, a he's a proper legend to uh, Liam Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he's played a lot of football. Uh, I mean, I, I mean he, did, he played a, few, a fair few times Stoke, didn't he? Liam he did, Lawrence? yeah. Um, I mean... The thing is, I mean, it says a lot about a player who's not from around here that he still um, he still works in the area as well after he's retired. Yeah. Which, I mean, he, he made over 105 appearances. He had eight appearances on loan for us as well. Yeah, um, one, yeah. Yeah, but he scored 21, well, 23 goals, actually, in the two spells. So... Um, but it was his assist once, I think. Yeah, like that season, that that season we went up. I think he scored fourteen goals in that season. He was joint with Fuller. I didn't know he played for Cardiff after us. Yeah, he went for Cardiff after us. Yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, P A O K. Okay, Spellbroad. Yeah, yeah, Spellbroad. He, he he sort of tailed off after Stoke. To be fair, like I say, he was he was a good player for Stoke, really good player. That see, he'll always be a legend in Stoke for that season when he got us up. Him and Fuller. We're our key, our key players. It's quite a big legend at Mansfield Town as well, from what I gather. I don't I think they'll get what they can down Mansfield Town. <laughs> um, so probably a statue of him up there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not in the movie. So now we'll move on to... Shame. Shame, one for the memory bank, back in the early 90s. Brian Small. Brian Small. There's going to be loads of people going, who? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason why. Yeah. From Birmingham. Yeah. When Brian Little took over as manager after after his failed stint at Aston Villa, there was a lot of excitement in the, in the, in the club in the 90s when Brian Little, because he'd won a, tr- a trophy at Villa, didn't he? A league cup, I think it was. Yeah. When he came into the club, he, he decided, the club decided to have a massive red and got rid of everything that was Lou Macari. And he brought in a new, complete new squad with so called the best young, t- young talent from the Premier League. 
including Brian Small, Carl Lightbourne, and I think there was another one, but I can't remember his name, Foden, was it? Yeah. Let's be honest, he wasn't exactly a great player for Stoke, was he, even with all the excitement? Well, no, I mean, when um, when he was released from Stoke, he had trials at Carlisle, Brantford, and they didn't want him either. <laughs> and that says a lot, doesn't it, really? <laughs> if, he's, if he's the best coming from the Pratt, and then Carlisle don't want him. <laughs> Time that damn job centre would sit really and have a look. What's well, did he have a career after Stoke? What, what, what happened? Um, he, he went on trial at Carlisle, they didn't want him. Then Brentford, they didn't want him. So then Walsall sort of took him on because he was free, but he never made the first team. <laughs> and then he went Forest Green Rovers and then Kettering Town, then Anderson Town. And th- when you look at it, they at the time must have all been non league. Yeah, it was non league, yeah. They were then three. He's probably he's got to be one of the most let, biggest let down players at the time around the nineties because there was yeah. so much excitement. He was going to be the next big thing. I mean, where did he come from? Was it Villa or Villa? Villa yeah. yeah, Villa. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, you know, little made a massive deal of getting him from his former club because he said he was going to be the next next Ashley Cole. See that puts it in a in a, in a, in a different light when you look at it. Liam Lawrence in four seasons at Stoke. He made over 100 appearances. Four years. Brian Small's full career, he started in 1990 and finished in 2003. So, 13 years. He only made 171 appearances <laughs> in 13 years. I mean, you can average about 60 games a season, can't you, really? I mean, what was he doing for most of the time? Yeah, he was a complete and utter failure. And he played his most games in one season at Stoke. Yeah, yeah. When we missed out on the playoffs. Because they were so, so excited. Barry, was, Barry had him twice on loan. It wasn't the season we got promoted, it was the season after. Yeah. 97. Yeah, he had... Um, see, they classed it as he was there for four years, but he was down as a free transfer for one of them years. <laughs> never never put a kit on. <laughs> so, and I think Walsall... I don't know if Stoke begged Walsall having because he never gets both of them either. Um, yeah, he's uh, definitely... I mean, he can't really sit with his grandchildren, can he, and say, look at me glittering career. <laughs> <laughs> his glittering career was that one season at Stoke, when he was crap. 171 games, I mean. He scored one goal his entire career. I know he's a defender, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, Andy Wilkinson never got a goal, did he? It's because he charred it, the bloody rose head, and he's hitting that all, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's a, that is a poor one, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a cracking that's a cracking shame, and one that fans of a certain age are going to go. Oh, wow, yeah, I remember him. He was crap. Right, that's it for another podcast. Uh, it's been another interesting one. I hope to see a lot of you at Tranmere today. And thanks again. We're on all social media and all podcast platforms. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra.